and welcome to The Big Review Ski. My name is Owen Doherty and this isn't just any version of The Big Review Ski. This is a bumper, big daddy, normal people spoiler special of The Big Review Ski. If you have seen uh, Normal People, the global TV phenomenon, um, you're very welcome. You're, you're going to enjoy this a lot. I insist that you enjoy this a lot. Uh, if you haven't seen Normal People, you might enjoy this anyway. But I would advise going to see it because we have got uh, the stars and the director, one of the directors of the show uh, with us today. Four interviews lined up for you. Up first, we've got Fionn O'Shea and Desmond Eastwood. Um, those are the two guys who play. Fionn plays Jamie and Des plays Niall. Those are officially... Jamie's officially the world's most hated person at the moment, I think, which is some going considering, you know, people like Trump. Can I say that? Well, I said it. There you go. Uh, and Des is actually the soundest person in the world. Uh, he plays Niall in Normal People. Uh, up next after that, we're going to have a quick chat with Lenny Abramson, the Oscar-nominated Irish director uh, behind things like Adam and Paul, Room, What Richard Did, uh, and Frank. Uh, so he directed the first six episodes of Normal People, and he's also one of the producers on the show as well. And he's going to be making conversations with friends, Sally Rooney's other uh, novel as well. So that's something to look forward to. Um, in fact, this episode is so long, he may have had that TV show made by the time we're finished talking. Um, up after Lenny, we have India Mullen who plays Peggy, one of Marianne's friends in college. And last but not least, the man of the moment, uh, officially one of the most Googled people in the world, Mr. Paul Mescal, who has just, yeah, everything's a little bit bonkers for him at the moment, for all of them, but especially for him. Um, I don't know whether he's wearing his GAA short shorts for this interview, but I guess I guess we'll find out. These guys, they talk about literally everything to do with the show. Um, so go ahead, like if you name something, I'll tell you whether they talked about it. Yeah, they talked it. They one hundred percent talked about that. So, um, yeah, sit back, relax. Um, you know, wherever you uh, get your podcast, you can subscribe to the Big Reviews. We really appreciate that, and thanks again for listening in today. And uh, you're going to hear a week of the show, and then enjoy the stars and uh, director chatting about <laughs> the world's greatest TV show. No, it's not uh, Paw Patrol. It is, of course, Normal People. Do you think about me at night When the sky is losing a light I swear my head fills up with memories We used to hook up secretly Secretly? That's cool That's actually really hot I don't tell anybody in school about this Like I talk to anyone at school I'm never lonely when I'm with you Try to act like your friends. But you know you're not that kind of person. Excuse me. I feel like I'm walking around trying on a hundred different versions of myself. And how do you know what you want? Most of the time I don't have a clue. You must know what you feel. Do your friends know about us? No. I feel like everything's changed. You don't want to touch me, but you get to dictate who else does. They don't really think that's what's going on here. What is it then? I did used to think that I could read your mind at times. I don't know, maybe that's normal. Desmond and Fionn, it's lovely to chat to you today. Thank you for taking the time to join our Normal People special. Uh, first of all, congratulations uh, on the show. Um, it's 
it's bonkers. Everything is bonkers at the moment uh, in the world, but also the reaction to the show. Can you uh, explain what is happening? Because uh, the reaction has just been insane. Yeah, it's 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 mad. It is a. It's really it's really surreal. I think that like, um, like it's such a nice thing because everyone puts so much into it and you know really put their hearts and souls into the show. So to have people react in this way and you know I think that we all feel like we're we're dreaming because like the reaction couldn't have been um, better. Which is yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, it's but it's funny as well because like you see all this stuff online and you hear all these amazing things, but then you just wake up and you're still in quarantine and um, wearing the same um, clothes you've been wearing for the last two months. So uh, yeah, it's really surreal, but amazing. Uh, but that is a lovely jumper to be wearing. If you're going to be wearing something for two months, you know, that's, that's a great jumper to be wearing. Well, that, that's, that's very kind. I feel like I'm only uh, like perpetuating people's idea of me from Jamie by wearing AirPods as well. So I think maybe that was a <laughs> what a prick. Choice. What a prick. Well if it's any consolation, Desmond, you uh you're wearing AirPods as well. So it turns out yeah, Nile yeah. isn't as sound as everybody thinks. <laughs> um, yeah. No well first of all a bit a bit of background uh on your characters because you're kind of the new version of love hate. Not necessarily the TV show, but the fact that everybody loves you, uh Desmond, and everybody hates you, Fionn, sorry to to, to put good. it like that. But the reaction to each of your characters. Um, so would you mind just, um, for a bit of context, describing each other's characters? Desmond, would you be able to describe uh, Fionn's and your take on him? Uh, well, I think um, Jamie, I guess, he wouldn't have the best reputation. He's quite a forthright, um, outspoken individual who is very strong towards his own viewpoint and stuff. And he's not the nicest to other people, I guess. Well, that's one one way of describing it. All right, yeah. uh, Fiona, how would you describe Niall? I describe Niall as um, I think I think this is maybe I think people have said this online, but he's like the epitome of sound. Like he is just such a lovely, caring, um, kind of happy go lucky guy, and is um, like a, like a like a such a lovely friend to to Connell uh, as well. Um, yeah, that's probably how I, I describe him. And can you remember the first day that you two actually met? I don't know whether it was a table read or an audition or, or when that was. We met at the first table read. Oh, was it? Oh, was the table read, was it? Yeah, at the table read. And I didn't know you that well at that point. <clears throat> and going by your reading, which was so strong as the character, Jamie, I was like, maybe Fionn is an asshole. <laughs> and then... Lo and behold, the more we spend time together, it's the complete opposite. Um, but yeah, I think our first real you know, right. getting to know each other was probably that day in Trinity at the uh, Skulls. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's funny because it also, I think that like, yeah, that was probably the first day we got to know each other properly. And then um, obviously filming in Italy, we were mm. together 24-7. So that was when... Um, we got much closer again, I think is probably, that's probably fair to say, but, um, but yeah, it would have been, yeah, it's funny. Cause yeah. Cause I remember just being in Trinity on the like cricket crease mm. where the, uh, the path is just being like, this is so surreal that we're even here. And uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was probably first time we met mm. table read, but then got to know each other better and better as it, as it went on. 
Yeah. I actually saw an article there that uh, the, the the villa that you stayed in or that you were filming in in uh, in the show is actually up on Airbnb, Airbnb now. So you can actually go and stay there just in case you two ever, you know, you feel like you're missing it too much. You can go and stay there. It looked incredible. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was yeah. stunning. Um, it's actually uh, really cheap, though, isn't it? <laughs> Have you been looking yeah. it up this morning? You're like, as yeah. soon as I'm out of quarantine and going back there. Yeah, for like five people, I think it's like thirty-five euro a night or something. So yeah, that's incredible. Sign us up, yeah, definitely. We'll be back. What was that like filming uh, abroad as well? Because I saw the TV show before reading the book, uh, so I didn't know no idea where it was going as I was watching it all. And uh, yeah, whenever it got to to Italy, um, there's a lot of key moments there. But but what was that entire experience like? Kind of packing up the production and and heading abroad when we were still allowed to do that kind of thing. Yeah, it was a uh, it was dreamlike. It was it was very surreal. Um, you know, you kind of had to take a moment and pinch yourself and you know appreciate the opportunity that you had. Um, you know, it was really the icing on the cake because it was the last thing we essentially filmed in the main production. Um, I think they did a couple of reshoots and stuff, but um, you know, to go out there to spend time with everyone, it was just a dream come true. Really, you can't really get much better than that, to be honest. I don't think for me. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. It was it was um it was funny because I think that there was like it, it was like a split that like the Sligo people got to go to Sligo and the Trinity people got to go to Italy, which was uh, maybe a slightly <laughs> unfair uh, split. But uh, but yes, we we felt so lucky. Well, it was funny because like throughout the shoot, like everyone would be like, "Oh my god, Italy's going to be so amazing," and then it just completely exceeded all expectation of that. Even because like we got there and saw the villa. On the first day, didn't we, Des? Was the first day mm. we saw yeah. it? And we just couldn't believe that we were going to be spending so much time there. Yeah, it was... But like you said, it was the icing on the cake as well to wrap, um, mm. to wrap there. It was also... The, well, that's um, where the whole thing finished, right? Mm. Everyone also got on so well with one another. So it was, in very many respects, just like a holiday, like... You know, I think we were all having the time of our lives basically every day. It was just so much fun. And did you get much time to to kind of relax while you were out there as well? Because obviously, as we said, there are some key scenes in terms of the story uh, that take place out there uh, and some like big emotional uh, scenes as well. But um, yeah, did you get to actually put the feet up a bit and kind of enjoy yourselves while you were there? We had too much fun, Owen. We can't go into details, but... uh, that's we, for another conversation. A, we had a good time. Okay, we we got good. to go. We got to go. <laughs> that sounds uh, so much more damning than is actually the case. <laughs> we um, we got to go to Rome on. Um, we got to go to Rome for it was two days, right? Uh, we got there Saturday night, didn't we? Yeah, and then we had all of Sunday, I think. Yeah. Oh, but we we got to go home on Sunday, right? So we did have probably less yeah. than twenty four hours. So we. Um, we stayed like well beyond our means in a Airbnb <laughs> uh, next to the um, next to the Coliseum, uh, but because um, even when we got there, the, the host <clears throat> who was um, so lovely, like we like walked up and she saw us coming. She's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> because uh, it was just all these like I don't think, I don't know what she uh, expected, but it definitely wasn't um, five <laughs> of, uh, of us. But um, but yeah, it was. I mean, like it was so nice to. Do that, but I think most of the crew uh, went to Rome. I think pretty much everyone went mm-hmm. to Rome for the day, which was which was amazing. And um, 
kind of put like everyone was in such high spirits anyway. And so going into the final week, that was like exactly what everyone needed to give them an extra boost. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sure. You can release all those Italian memories in your uh, in your memoirs then, uh, you know, later down the line. And <laughs> that's fine. Um, in terms of the film and process, obviously, you said that Italy was was a real highlight. And the fact that you were able to rap there is incredible. But along the way, for your own characters, was there a particular kind of standout moment that you enjoyed uh, doing Des, um, you know, uh, earlier in the series or, or throughout? Um, real standout moments for me were actually the two read-throughs <clears throat> because they were completely worlds apart. The first one, there was so many people in the room, so many heads of production and BBC. There was so much energy and excitement. And then the second read-through, it was with Hetty MacDonald and uh, Catherine McGee and just the actors. And uh, it was really intimate and really powerful. And I'll never forget Paul was kind of doing his counselling scenes. And, uh, you know, that's a moment that really stands out for me. It was just really powerful. Um, and then getting to work with Lenny, I guess, was just pretty surreal, you know, being an admirer of his and stuff to actually, you know, spend time. That was that was another kind of pinch yourself moment, you know, so... But it was all just, it's hard to differentiate because every day and every minute was kind of just a pure joy, I guess. Yeah, whenever you're talking about it there, you can see yourself like looking wistfully off into the middle <laughs> distance. But like a little a little smile just appears in your face as you're remembering it. Um, Fionn, what about yourself in terms of your, your own character? Like kind of any standout scenes for yourself that, that were, uh, I, you know, good to film? Yeah, I think that like, I think that it, it's hard to pick one because I'm... Um, because Lenny directed the first six and then Hetty the second and um and and um Susie and Kate different DPs on each as well. So I think that I could I, I think you, it's hard to compare those. So from from each I'd say um I'd say probably in the first block, maybe the scene with um where it's uh Peggy's talking about Marianne annihilating someone and it's with Gareth. And that was just really fun because everyone was so brilliant and then Seb was so much fun as well. So, uh, so that was really uh, fun. And then pr probably the dinner table in Italy, um, mm. just cause that was such, um, it, it was also such a kind of, um, mammoth scene, um, that, uh, you know, we were doing it for, for a few days and it was just really kind of creatively satisfying as well as having mm. loads of fun, I think. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, uh, the counselling scene that, that Paul goes mm. through. And again, you know, like pretty much the rest of the world. Um, no offence, Des, I wasn't actually aware of your work before Normal People. Um, Fiona, I'm a big fan of, of Handsome Devil. Um, oh, and you. as well as that, you're actually the spitting image of one of my cousins. So everyone keeps telling him, you look like that <laughs> devil as well. So I feel like we're related in some way. But okay. um, I think I think that... Uh, Everyone is going to be talking about that counselling scene whenever they, whenever they've had a chance to watch it through, mm -hmm. um, because it really gives Paul a chance to to show off uh, what he's capable of, and just mm -hmm. with the camera trained on him and, and focused for so mm -hmm. long. Um, in terms of the whole series, as I said, anything goes in this. Um, are there other kind of key moments you think uh, towards the end that people are going to be? Uh, I know the ending is already kind of. Not dividing people, but people have a lot to say about it. Like, what, what's your take on the ending of the actual series? It was like, I, I was certainly in tears. It was just a really powerful moment, especially, you know, given, you know, what you've went through with these two characters. 
you know, I thought the end was so beautiful and it kind of leaves it open, I guess, um, which is a great way to finish it, I think, in these characters' lives, you know, you're still very much invested in them and wondering what's next. So, um, you know, I thought it was a great ending and it was it was a really standout, powerful moment. Yeah, I, I think I, I completely agree with Des. I, I thought it was I thought it was gorgeous and I thought it was so expertly done and um and then I guess another uh, scene that stood out to me towards the end is that scene with the ice lollies in um Connell's uh-huh. bedroom I think that that's just so uh incredible from everyone involved and, and mm-hmm. Paul and Daisy are just so brilliant in it um that was another one that that stood out uh yeah for me in episode 11. I saw a funny thing on Twitter with that and it was like a meme and it was if someone told me they were going out to the ice cream van and they brought back a rocket <laughs> as opposed to a 99 with a flake, I'd be furious. Uh, <laughs> that was quite funny, but it's very tricky to fill them um, with 99s, I guess. The continuity yeah. issues with a 99 are a lot trickier, yeah, all right? Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the most controversial issues, I suppose, is uh, do you call it an ice pop or an ice lolly? Now, Fionn, you went for ice lolly there, but I'm an ice pop man myself. I oh, really that's a good you've actually I now I don't know if I do I know I called it there that I, or I called it an ice lolly there I don't know I think it depends on the actual I think I'd call a twister an ice pop yeah so I've never different. heard of ice pop before I didn't that's not what? in my dictionary yeah, at all sure, you're only up the road from me <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> Give me an ice pop. No, not not for me. I'm ice lolly through and through. Ice lolly all the way, or a ninety nine if you uh, if you can get it. Um, yeah. I know we were talking about uh, the the just the bonkers reaction to the show, um, and you said you all got on very well. Have you used, uh, been in touch with Paul, Daisy, India, the others? Is there like a one? Is there like a normal people WhatsApp group where each day when somebody more famous than the last one like kind of goes, I love normal people. Is there like a a reaction from you guys with each other going what the hell is happening yeah there, there is and like there's there's like a big one with everyone involved it's actually it's really it's really amazing because it has like everyone who is involved in the making of the show and um and everyone puts in every day the different people who've been tweeting about it or said something about it and every day our minds are blown by someone else's uh who's yeah who's who's done that so yeah but there is there's a, there's a big kind of pool of uh all the nice things that are being said, which is really cool. Yeah, a couple of days ago, Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, tweeted Paul looking for a sing-along, which I think everyone is very eager to see. So that would be great. Um, but yeah, we've it's been it's actually a bit disappointing though to kind of you know the success and acclaim that the show's got that we're all stuck behind computer screens. Like I'm really yeah. looking forward to meeting up with everyone and kind of you know having a good time. I know. Well, there's definitely going to be a cause for celebration. You mentioned Andrew Lloyd Webber there. I saw that, all right, because it seemed like Paul couldn't uh, believe that he had tweeted (laughs) him directly and just invited him to come and sing Phantom of the Opera. But um, was there, for for each of yourselves, was there a particular moment where it was like, Toto, we're not in Sligo anymore. This is kind of, it's got a great (laughs) Irish reaction uh, and a great reaction uh, across the UK then as well. But then whenever you were like, hold on, what's what's happened? Was there a particular day or a moment where it was just like, okay, we're on, we're actually on another level here now? Um, Actually, before I saw the series, I think there were quite a lot of people sent screeners and stuff in America 
and it was clear that the reception was really strong. And I think there was a few reviews and stuff. But then when I actually sat down to watch it myself, I think that was the moment where I was like, flip, this is actually class. Like, uh, And then it kind of just went from there. And, you know, just every day, there's just constantly good um, reception, yeah. which is just awesome. But I can't, there wasn't like a single person or anything like that where I was like, oh, it must be good if that person says, um, no, I think when you watch it, you're kind of just very proud and you realize what a great piece of work it is, I think, for me. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think for me, it was probably the day that it went up on um, BBC iPlayer because it just felt like the internet exploded when it went uh, up. And then, um, and then there was maybe a day or two between it going on Hulu as well. And then that just elevated to it to a different level. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I guess um, I, maybe the moment where I was like, oh my God, so many people are watching this was kind of based on the amount of people that were telling me they wanted me dead online it was maybe a good <laughs> indication of, uh, of how many people uh, were watching. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's amazing. We're all yeah, so thrilled. Um, you mentioned that there. I was going <laughs> to ask about that because um, it's one thing to kind of laugh about it. Hey, it's a character, whatever. And I saw right. the very funny meme of like, if 2020 was a person, yeah. And then it's and then it's a picture of you, which, as we said, on one side is funny, but like for yourself sitting there, uh, I don't know where you're isolating or who you're with, like or whether you're uh, just on your own. And it's like, oh, okay, that is really taken <laughs> well, to this character. Do you know what? It's funny because like it's so funny where you draw the line of like that's too far. Like, um, I mean, the, the upsetting thing about the of twenty twenty was a person was that's just a picture of me. Like, that's not a picture of the character. <laughs> it's like, it's just it was from another it's just a picture of me at an event <laughs> but, uh, but I think that um I think that it's funny where you draw the line because obviously you're playing a character and 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 to be honest it's really thrilling for people to have that kind of response whether it be love or hate for them to feel that strongly is is a really amazing um thing and like you said Des and I are the polar opposites of that um I think that I think it was the one so there was a tweet that was like I mean there were so many comparing Jamie to Joffrey and then there was ones that were um saying like when we th like just when you thought coronavirus was the worst thing about 2020 uh, there was Jamie <laughs> from normal people uh but I think maybe the one that I took the most offense to was they were like Jamie it was like I hate everything about Jamie down to his stupid fucking sunglasses and they're my own prescription <laughs> sunglasses like I need like I need I need those sunglasses to see things like I literally need them to see things. So that was, I was like, oh, now I can't wear the, I have to buy new sunglasses because people think that they're so uh, detestable. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's so, I and mean, people are so inventive on Twitter that like constantly, um, but like I'm, I'm just constantly laughing at everything that people are running. Cause they, like they are extremely inventive and very funny, but, um, but no, I, I haven't taken any of it uh, personally. Uh, for what it's worth, I liked your sunglasses anyway. So, so oh, thank there, you. There, there, so there is that. Um, what about yourself, Des? Because it, as as we said, it has been the polar opposite of people. Um, as we can tell, Fionn, you're actually lovely and <laughs> in real life. Oh, thank you very um, much, Des. You're way much more of a dick than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, what what's it been like just seeing uh, the world kind of obviously fall in love with Paul, but then kind of fall in love with yourself as well? Everybody wants a, a token naughty best friend now. Yeah, it's funny because Niall's had such a great reception and that he is so sound and he is so pleasant and stuff, but 
For me, I'm kind of like, if anyone's watching Niall's behavior and activities, you're kind of just like, that's just sort of the way you'd want to think you would act. Like, it's just normal. I don't think he's ex- doing anything exceptionally, you know, amazing. But it's also in contrast to probably the likes of Jamie and Alan that, like, perpetuates him further into being this real nice guy. But, like, he's by no means like a saint. He's just the kind of, you know... To me, he's just he's just a nice sort of guy, but it's nothing too extraordinary. But um, no, it's it's awesome that he's been uh, received that way. It was you know, and it was it's so fun to play a character like that because if the character's meant to be having a nice time and you know having the crack, then naturally, I think you know, I certainly was having that when performing it. Yeah, well, as you said, traveling to Italy or drinking cans around the table in Sligo, you know, it's a nice, uh, or sorry, in, in Dublin, it's a, it's a nice kind of gig to get. Um, in terms of the, the, the other side of the reaction to it, obviously, Liveline was um, hilarious or ridiculous, depending on, on kind of what way you, uh, you look at it. But that, that reaction to, obviously, the sex, the nudity, the intimacy of the, of the show, what were your, your own takes on that? Because um, I saw Lenny, uh, tweeted something brilliant where somebody had actually done a portrait of Joe Duffy with his head in his hands. Mm. Um, and, and this is now a very uh, proud thing, uh, or it's a, it's, it's a picture that Lenny's very proud to own now. But what was your own take on kind of the reaction? Because I think for a lot of people in Ireland as well, uh, <laughs> there's some more stuff coming up in the, in the kind of the final few episodes um, mm. that they're going to have an interesting time with. But what was your take on all of that? Um. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing, I thought, but, you know, everyone's kind of entitled to their opinion, I guess, and it's impossible to please everyone. Um, I think that was a much older, deeply rooted kind of viewpoint, which necessarily isn't really in line with modern Ireland. And, you know, it was a truthful depiction of a young sort of couple in romance and these things. This this is the way of life now. And uh, I thought it was a bit disappointing, but, you know, we're certainly not here to tell people how to think or anything like that um so i didn't listen to it that much but um yeah it sounded quite comical at times but um i guess you have to appreciate where these sort of viewpoints are coming from i guess uh, obviously your two characters have had a brilliant reaction um but in terms of the two leads daisy and paul who have kind of just gone stratospheric as well um you know i know you've talked about the first time you guys met but what was like meeting them and the experience of working with those because they just seem like lovely wonderful like kind of down-to-earth people as well uh des what was your first experience of meeting daisy and paul yeah well it was at the read-through um and so i didn't really speak to them that much but i remember there was certainly a sense that this whole project kind of rides on Paul and Daisy, you know, to be perfectly honest, it was a lot of pressure on their shoulders and uh, they're just two of the most remarkable people you'll ever meet. You know, what they brought to that project, you know, ignoring the performance, but everything around that in terms of their energy and their affability and how positive they were throughout the whole shoot, like they brought everyone up, I think. Um, and they're just the nicest people. So much fun to work with, really generous. And uh, yeah, can't speak highly enough of both of them. Yeah, I, I, so the, the first time I met, um, the first time I met Paul was at uh, actually one of the auditions. We met each other in the like waiting room. And then um, I, was, I was like, I, I was like, oh, like, oh how's it, do you want to go for like a coffee afterwards? And then I was like, 
oh my god he thinks i'm so fucking weird and i was like what what, if, what <laughs> i was like what am i doing so then i was like so then he was like yeah so i went to a coffee shop and i was sitting there and then i was like well how long do i wait before he like arrives or doesn't because it's obviously way worse if he doesn't or if he arrives and I'm gone, I was like, but also I don't want to be here for like four and a half hours. But uh, anyway, he came and we like met. And it's funny because when I was talking to him for the first time, I was like, um, I was like, oh my God, he's so perfect for this part. And this was, this was quite like, this was maybe midway through the casting process. And I was like, he is so perfect. And I said, and I remember saying to him, I was like, you were 100% going to get this part. And then Daisy, I met at, um, I met in P Max bar um, just after one of their uh, rehearsals, and I was rehearsing for something else, and we we met there. Um, but yeah, like Des is saying, like I, I'm the exact same. I couldn't speak um, more highly of them, and they're both so amazingly talented, but also just such gorgeous uh, people. And I know we said that, uh, or Des, you mentioned that the, the kind of the, the show leaves the ending open and we'll see where it goes obviously uh Sally Rooney probably has a, a fair uh, amount to say mm-hmm. in that as well but um would both of you want to see uh, a series two uh, I know I think one of the Kardashians or somebody was was calling for it anyway and uh it's just it's bonkers to think that they're keeping up with normal people but mm-hmm. um is it something Des that maybe you would want to see happen um you know I, I We've seen so many series in the past, you know, they maybe don't live up to the first season, for example, and stuff like that. So at that expense, you know, you would really hate to see that happen. Now, obviously, there's nothing I would love more than to be part of a second season. That would just be the most incredible thing ever, or even for it to happen. But, you know, I, I would hate to, that the great work that has been done, you know, it would be a shame to see it not live up to that standard. Um so I, I have no idea, but, um, you know, I think a lot of it will come down to Sally, but I'm sure she's aware of that as well as with the creators and stuff. But, you know, it feels like it was just so good. It would be a shame not to, but, you know, it was left so nicely as well. So it, it could work either way and I would be fine either way, I think. Yeah, I I think I'd, 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 love, I'd love to see... Uh, a second one I don't think I have any chance of being in the second one I think I burn every bridge imaginable but uh, but I'd love to watch it just because I think um, you know I, I, like I, when I watch the show I can just watch it as an absolute fan of of it and um, and, and I think I, as a fan I'd love to see more and I think there's such an appetite for more but I think like Des is saying I think that'll um uh, come down to I don't think anyone would 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 make it without knowing that it's gonna um mm. you know match the same standards as the first and I think um yeah but I'd like I'd love to see one because I think for everyone there's such an appetite for more of it because the first one uh is so good but uh yeah yeah well no you always need to bring the villain back especially with the sunglasses yeah, yeah no you need, well, you need that I, moment I, I, I did see a tweet that was like, I hope series two is every character kicking the shit out of Jamie from normal people. Uh, so to be honest, like, I I think, like I'm on board and uh, and I think most of the other cast are on board, which uh, which would be great. Okay, so that's that's an official thumbs up to that then. Um, no, that's, that's brilliant. As you said, you're probably all dying to meet up and just give each other 
I don't know, a big hug and uh, just to actually see each other and congratulate uh, each other? Are, there, are you already making plans for you both like, to get together and go, as soon as we're allowed out, um, we're all meeting up to, to say hello? I'm going to try to get all these celebrity phone numbers off Paul and Daisy and uh, work my way into the... Uh, no, no, yeah, no, of course, we're, uh, we're really, really excited to meet up. Um, yeah, and probably because we went so much time without seeing each other and stuff, I think when we do meet up, it'll be even even better, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think so, too. I think, like, it's nice for... You know, everyone is talking about that, that they just can't wait for us all to be able to celebrate. Um together and and see each other and hug each other whenever that might be uh appropriate uh but um but yeah no we can't we, we can't wait to to do that but i guess we don't know how long that's even going to be which mm. is kind of scary um des you mentioned all those uh celebrity phone numbers because on one hand uh like whatever people are into themselves, but you've got Niall Horn declaring his love for Daisy directly, yeah. which uh, she's probably alienated about half the world's population there. There's and only then, one Niall in Daisy's life. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, no, that's a good thing. Because like, if you Google uh, or if you take a look for normal people and Niall, all you get are like reams and reams of Niall Horn, how much he loves the show. And then all yeah. his fans reacting to that. Like so, uh, But no, as you said, there's only... There's only one uh, Niall in Daisy's life, mm-hmm. but um, no, it's it's very funny to see, um, uh, yeah, those people getting in touch with mm. uh, with everybody directly. Um, in terms of uh, second season aside, uh, Fiona, I'll start with you in terms of what's next. The trailer for Dating Amber. Uh, I know we've been talking about it at work and tweeting it out uh, from Not the sure. show's account and Joe's account. It. it just looks so funny, and I know uh, Lily Pedigree was brilliant in um a bump along the way as well which uh is obviously a, a film that was uh, made up in Derry. so i'm very mm. uh proud just as a Derry native to of that film so very yeah. excited to see the two of you uh oh, and then what, what can you tell us about dating amber uh well first of all thank you so much and thank you for posting and so we're actually isolating together but uh so, oh, so i'll pass i'll pass that on um <laughs> I'll, oh yeah i will i'll pass that on to her but um uh, so, D- dating Amber is um, is a coming of age comedy drama um, set in the nineties in Kildare about two teenagers who start a fake relationship to um, hide uh, their sexuality. Um, so, uh, what can you expect from it? Um, it's a it's a love story about friendship, and uh, I think I think it's really funny and really heartwarming and heartbreaking and at times and. Um, yeah, I hope people really like it. Like the trailer dropped uh, last Thursday, Friday, and and people seem to uh, really uh, love it. So yeah, I just hope that people go and watch it on June fourth on Amazon Prime. Nice plug, excellent. Thank you. <laughs> and what about yourself, Des? What have you got coming up next? Uh, nah, I've had a lot of cancellations here via theatre, um, so I was supposed to be working up until October basically in the theatre with three different projects and they've all been scrapped. Um, so at the minute I'm just trying to find my next project. Uh, my brother made a film there recently, um, which was supposed to premiere at the Belfast Film Festival called Black Medicine, um, but obviously it didn't happen either, so um, yeah, I'm not too sure what's up next. Well, I'm sure you'd be uh, inundated with offers anyway uh, on the next days of keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, they'll get you over 100%. Um, no, no, that's uh, absolutely super. Um, in terms of 
uh, apart from normal people, because as we said, the the whole world is talking about it. And the fact that like Paul was like the most searched person on the internet, like ahead of people like Trump and stuff is mm. insane. But um, actually, did you text him about that? Because like I didn't hear that until the like James Corden show that that was an actual fact, which is uh, bonkers. Yeah, I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, I certainly didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. I don't think anyone had, see, I mean, that's mad. Like that shows you, uh, well, it's not mad. I mean, he deserves every bit of it because he's brilliant. But but it's 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 mad to think that that many people are because obviously when you make it, you never think of that. You're just making it. So yeah, it's completely surreal. Um, yeah. Um, but no, what I was going to say is there anything else that you guys have been apart from normal people? What's your favorite thing that you've watched or discovered, kind of in in lockdown? I. A couple of days ago, watched The Passion of the Joan of Arc, which is a silent film. Now, I'd only really watched like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin um, for silent films, but this is very serious and I've never seen anything like it. It was one of the best things I've ever watched, one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, so I'm really happy I discovered that. Um, and I'm re watching Breaking Bad, which is always a delight. I'm watching, well, I was going back and watching lots of kind of like my favorite films that I maybe hadn't seen in a, in a while. So I think maybe most recently I watched uh, Dog Day Afternoon is one that I watched that I really love and um, that I think is, is incredible. And then I was also, re I'm doing a lot of re-watching. I was re-watching Succession as well again. I think that that's brilliant. Um, I actually think, uh, have, you, have you seen Succession? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually thought Jamie fit quite nicely into the world. He was quite Roman Roy. He would be uh, a perfect addition, like because obviously Brian Cox's character has got um, Celtic roots from Scotland. So you mm-hmm. can definitely see. I don't know how your Scottish accent is, but you could definitely see a cousin come from overseas who's got a stake in the family. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's here's hoping, but yeah. So I've been watching that, and then I watched um, I watched Boys Don't Cry recently as well. The Hilary Swank. Uh, uh, film, she's uh, phenomenal. But um, but yeah, that's that's all there. And Tiger King, obviously, mm. of course. What else have of you course. discovered? Um, well, those ones essentially. Um, I'm sticking with Succession season two has actually been uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, I'm actually going to rewatch that as well, just because it's I think it's absolute perfection uh, as well. Yeah. And then been watching a lot of uh, Killing Eve. Um, because the first series was just phenomenal. I think Jodie Comer is just, uh, mm. she's on another yeah. level as well. Um, so yeah, no, they've been the two kind of standout for me recently. And I'm a massive Star Wars fan, so I'm hoping to catch mm. up on The Mandalorian um, as well and kind of binge through all of Disney Plus, Marvelathons mm. and, and the whole lot. Um, I'm going to love you and leave you because I've been chatting to you for, for so long. And thank you so much for, for taking the time to no, chat. thank you. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's been fascinating listening to, to the pair of you. Before we go, um, Desmond, any tips on just how to be sound in general in life, seeing as you're the expert? Uh, life, you live it up and you drink it down. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, as uh, Bernie Glassman said. Funny on the big review ski, uh, Jeff Bridges wrote a book with Bernie Glassman. Uh, it's called the dude and the zen master yeah all about how the dude um has this zen way of life but it's a really good read but uh on the topic name of your show check that out 100 percent will and jamie uh any tips for just being an absolute prick in life 
Ah, oh, I don't know. Like, I think like maybe a good way, well, for, from his point of view, maybe a good way to live is fuck everyone. Uh, <laughs> fuck absolutely everyone. That's perfect. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's something we can all live by as well. No, those are those are great. Lads, uh, again, thank you so much. Look after yourselves and sure we might get to do a chat in person someday uh, down the line as well. Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much for chatting to us. No bother. Yeah, thanks, Owen. Take care. No bother, Des. Thanks for taking time. Thanks very much. Thank you so See much. You. Cheers, lads. See you later. Thanks. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Len Abramson, it's lovely to chat to you today. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your hectic lockdown schedule uh, to speak to us um, about nice normal time. people. Delighted to be here. So you don't need me to remind you, but obviously you're uh, well experienced in TV and film. And uh, But have you ever, ever experienced anything like this that's kind of, uh, I suppose, the, the circus that's going on around uh, normal people at the moment? No. Short answer, no. Nothing like it. Um, uh, yeah, it's been, it's just been mad every day. You think it might, it's going to die down. And then there's just another wave of, um, stuff and it just seems to roll and roll. So no, I've never experienced anything like this. It's been a total, um, journey. I mean, from the comfort of my own house, obviously given where we are, but, but still it's, it's been kind of overwhelming. Have you enjoyed the journey so far? Yes, I have because, um, I really like everybody involved in the show so much and making it was such a pleasure. And I really, I think I'm, I have a real, like I'm, I love the the thing and I, and I'm proud of it. So it's nice. It's an unequivocally good thing to see so many people respond to it. I mean, this like, it does get a bit um, exhausting and there's part of me that would like to get back to work and, you know, just doing the normal things. And that's actually that this week that's beginning to happen. But, uh, but generally speaking, it's just great and it's brilliant for everybody involved. It's just such a, a spotlight on a whole load of really creative people and, and seeing them all get their kind of moment in the in the sun is wonderful. Yeah, it kind of feels like although these people and these faces and these names might have been known within the industry, it's just like the world isn't just discovering Daisy and Paul. And even though Fionn had things like Handsome Devil, this has moved him yeah. up to another level. Desmond as well, just out of nowhere, do you know what I mean? And, and it's just, there's a lovely like collective uh, awakening or discovery of just uh, talent. That's right. And 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 that's what's lovely as well is that because that generation of actors here, um, as well as, you know, um, like uh, Elliot Salt, who plays Joanna, and um, you know all of these, uh, you know some young British actors as well, or like Sebastian D'Souza, who's brilliant as Gareth. But like from an Irish perspective, you've got a bunch of young actors. Quite a few of them would have studied together, actually. Uh, some of them in the Lear, um, so, some come from uh, Bow Street, and then others uh, just came into the industry in other ways. But a lot of them are friends, so something really particularly nice like Paul Aina who plays Rob um Sean who plays Eric like they're they're all good old friends and and Clinton who who um plays Kiernan they're all like part of that same group and yeah it's particularly nice to see them all sort of get their moment yeah and what's uh oh the awful thing about it is talking to people like Fionn and Desmond they're all horribly gushing about each other as well it seems like everybody is just actually in love with each other and you mentioned it there you were like the fact that you know you actually love working with them anyway but no yeah. one you know 
We sound like, has a bad word to say about no, each other. I know. We sound like the worst kind of lovies in the world. Um, uh, and there is a thing which happens when you work so closely with people. It's like a sort of circus experience or it's like being on the road with a band or whatever. The, the relationships are very, they're, they're quite kind of full on because you're all under pressure and working together, crazy hours and things. They're just good people and they, and they all gel together so well. That's part of the reason why I think the show works. Now, obviously for yourself, uh, coming in and directing a certain number of episodes and then heading, taking uh, another yeah. number as well. Um, and massive congratulations to you both because uh, I was able to binge it. I'm up in Derry, so I'm in the north. I have the BBC player. I was able to go like across two nights. Give it all to me, please. Um, wow. So uh, I've, I've just about recovered. That was, that was a few weeks ago. But in terms of the pressure for yourself, uh, obviously people have talked about uh, the intimacy, the nudity, the sex scenes. But for me, there were two big challenges. One, how did you make the West of Ireland accent sexy for the world? That is, um, uh, you know, I get where you're coming from on that. And I think what's amazing is it turns out that the West of, West of Ireland accent is sexy for the world. Who knew? We didn't know. We thought it was like, you know, the thing that you'd obviously you know, you'd be expected to drop when you came to the big city. Did Little did we realize that it was kind of like a global asset. Yeah, and Daisy obviously uh, perfected hers. It's, it's, a, it's a flawless performance uh, from her as well. What was it? Was there ever from yourself like an early kind of audition process or ever a worry or danger where it's just like, we're losing it here? Or do you know what I mean? Because it's just, yeah. it's nailed for the series itself. Um, at the beginning we did, so we worked with... Um, uh, Daisy's got a great ear, so she's got a very good ear for accent. Um, but we worked with Paul Mussolides, who's who's great um, voice coach. And then um, and then I worked really closely with Daisy as well because I'm quite good on accent. And um, we refined it to a very specific sort of um, version of 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 West of Ireland, which is which m- makes note of class as well. And it's such a difficult thing to do. Like what? What makes her from that big house vocally, um, and and she based a lot of it on recordings actually of Sally Rooney. So we because Sally is from uh, Mayo, she's so close enough, but also Sally's got a very direct, very kind of self possessed um, and clear way of speaking, which we felt would be a really good um, quality to give Marianne. So Daisy listened to a lot of tapes of her, and and then through the rehearsal and the shooting we would um, just, like, I would just keep an ear open for it. And then by the time, because Heshi's from the UK, so doesn't maybe have quite, didn't, wouldn't have had quite the same sort of um, familiarity with the West of Ireland accent, but she got very used to it. And also all the people around on the crew um, were tuned in at that point. And Daisy herself had had an awful lot of practice. But uh, yeah, it was so interesting to get it right, like, and make it a contemporary accent as well. I thought that was, it was just important. If that, if that hadn't worked, uh, you know, there's just, it would have made the whole thing feel just artificial and wrong. Well, I think everybody is just massively surprised that first moment they found out that Daisy's actually from England uh, after they've watched the series. So, but it just, it's testament to how good her performance is. The second uh, bit of pressure felt like in a nation, in a GAA loving nation. And I saw you tweeting some of the rushes the other day, which were brilliant. Um, and uh, the excellent uh, young goalkeeper as well. But uh, what, you know, when you're shooting like live sport like that, especially when that's going to become uh, like, I know we're kind of joking aside, but 
there's a lot of pressure there because so many people are familiar with that to mm-hmm. get that feel real and feel that authentic. And then it obviously that feeds feeds into the rest of the show as well. Especially like f- from a, a Dublin based filmmaker with who, and I don't come from a GAA tradition at all and never played. I've actually since got really into it because it's a great sport. Both hurling and football are amazing and my son plays. So I'm now, I now feel myself to have some familiarity, but yeah, if you got it wrong, it would be really, it would just be sort of disrespectful and everybody would pick it up. But I think it's a couple of things like Paul himself is a really good player. So he play, he would have been, you know, he was on the panel for the senior uh, team in, in Kildare as a very young guy. Um, and Mwirish Crowley, who plays um, the teacher, Kerrigan, he's also a very good GAA player in the past. And then we leaned on the Peregrines coaching staff as well. And we surrounded the guys uh, with all players who could really play. That's your, your three quarters of the way there. And then the, the trick is to give a simple, I mean, we, we let it play for real for quite a lot. In other words, we just said, let's play a game. Uh, I gave them some rules, try and keep it in this area because it's good for the camera. But, uh, but I, there was no sort of you pass to him and you pass to him and then you get the ball stuff. It was just play the game. And we would follow them on multiple cameras, on long lenses, just like you do if you're filming a real game, that's, you know, that's not rocket science. And then we um, set up the move, which, which led to the goal after, uh, now that you've seen the rushes, several superb saves from the keeper. Um, And that was just a very rough move, but it was, it was planned enough to know that we would get the moment we needed from Paul. Um, And the trick is just not to tell, not to shoot it like, you know, what's going to happen. Cause that's, what makes sport on telly look like it's real is that the camera does not know what's going to happen next. Um, whereas if you shoot like a la, you know, Invictus or um, Escape to Victory, it just looks like some weird soap opera with people pretending to play. And it's so unnatural. So yeah, just get real people to do it and then shoot it like you would if you didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I'll make sure Matt Damon doesn't watch this while he's in Dorky, uh, oh, so that not to slag oh, off his, his Invictus playing. No, yeah, no, but I, <laughs> I was about to send him. <laughs> <laughs> There's still hope. I'll delete that part out. Um, I've seen you, you, you also got a unique gift, uh, a lovely portrait of Joe Duffy with his head in his hands, which has got to be like a, a. I was wondering, have you put it up to hang anywhere? Or is it no, I'm getting it. I'm going to get it framed. I'm just looking to see where it is. I think it might be with other pictures that I've got to be framed. As soon as the framers are open, I'm getting it framed. And I actually found out because I spoke to somebody in RT who said they've ordered one as well. So Joe has ordered from the same artist a picture. Yeah. Brilliant. It's now, it's now part of the official normal people merchandise chain. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, from chatting to some of the some of your cast, uh, they were mentioning there's a, a WhatsApp group, which is lovely, that people are still in touch with each other. Yeah. And people are constantly putting in updates of like, did you see who likes the show? Did you see who commented? Yeah. Was there a particular moment along the way like a turning point for you where you were like okay we're not in Sligo anymore this has gone beyond here there were there were a few right I mean there have been the things that people have noted the Kardashians and all those people sort of watching and you realize oh it's become sort of it's hit the main highways of the states you know in terms of shows that people talk about and watch it's not something you don't have to explain what it is and then I started seeing headlines which were not about the show but about things that they could hang off the show. Like if you like that, fa- if you like Marianne and normal people, you might like this. So you're thinking, okay, it, 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 it now occupies this position where it's a sort of reference point for other things. 
But I think for me, it was about about two days after it came out. It came out on the Sunday. And on the, actually, do you know what? It was like the Tuesday morning or something like that. Because I've been watching all this stuff come in on social media. And I had said to my wife, and I actually had this feeling when that the evening before that, like, is this, am I having a dream? Because the stuff that's being written here sounds like the bit that you would, if you know, if you were in your own fantasy head, daydreaming about the reception of something, that's what you'd say, you know? Um, it, it sort of seemed like it was too, you wouldn't believe it in a script kind of thing, right? And then I woke up the next morning and thought, well, I'm not even going to open up social media. It's all gone a bit mad. I'm just going to do something completely different. I'm going to listen to a political podcast to make my, you know, to, to tune back into the general misery of the world. So I, I, I sometimes listen to, there's a BBC podcast, used to be called Brexit cast, now called Corona cast. And it's all with the main UK, the main BBC political reporters, Laura Kunzberg and all those people. So I thought, I'll just listen to that. And I, I opened it up and the title was Normal People and something, I can't remember, something political. And they spent the first like five minutes talking about how they'd binge watch normal people over the weekend and what they'd been saying to each other on their WhatsApp group. And I thought, well, that's just, that There's was the moment on where I thought this is, this is all changed a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the reaction has been incredible. Um, I know you mentioned like the work with Daisy there as well. And obviously there's a, an audition process and Fionn actually said something lovely. Uh, he bumped into Paul during the audition process and they went for a coffee and he said, he was looking at Paul and going, oh my God, you just are, Connell. Essentially, you're going to get this part regardless. Well, can you remember the first time seeing the two together, like reading yeah. together and like, you know, what was what was that moment like? So we had found Paul quite early in the process. You know, uh, Louise Kiley, a brilliant casting director, had got him to self-tape. She had a good feeling about him already. And he came in with a bunch of self-tapes that I watched. And I, all of us in the office just felt, wow, that's amazing. He is amazingly right for this. So then we were looking for, and we did continue to sort of keep him on. We didn't tell him because we didn't know if we would find the right match for him. And you're casting a couple, really. You're not just casting the correct Paul and the correct, or the correct Marianne, the correct Connell. So it was quite, it was a couple of months. And then Daisy's first self-tape came in and, I, and my ears sort of, my eyes kind of widened as did everybody else's. And then I got to meet her and I brought her over um, to read with Paul, with a few other brilliant actresses that we thought might be sort of interesting to look at. But like, I think in my heart, but the hope was that, Daisy and Paul would, would, and we had a couple of reads with other people and they were all really interesting, brilliant actors and stuff. And then the two of them got together and it was just what it was like. It was like they, it just, it just became more than the, 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 the two separate performances it became this kind of other thing, which you, which is what everybody is watching on screen. And the reason why everybody loves the show, none of that would be possible if this kind of energy didn't exist between the two of them and you could feel that in the room and what you could feel was a sort of creative playfulness between them and because people talk about um you know they talk about chemistry and they talk about sexual chemistry as if the, the actors are attracted to each other but that's not what it is any more than if they're having a huge argument they're angry with each other or they hate each other in real life it's it, what what it, what it really is is a kind of it's like watching two great sports people like in midfield play off each other. It's just a kind of joyful, like intense connection creatively. And they had that and they played a scene. I can't remember what the scene was. 
Um, and they weren't even off book, you know, like, or Daisy wasn't even off book. So she had her script with her. And I looked around and two of the producers, I think Catherine McGee and Emma Norton behind me, both were crying. And, and we just felt like, wow, this is, yeah, that was that thing in, a, in an audition room that you hear about where you go, yeah, these people are really superb. And, and I think at that point, we knew that we could really make the show, which was um, handy because we were starting, you know, four weeks afterwards. Yeah, yeah, they would have. Uh, that would have been interesting. Like, you know what, lads, call it off. <laughs> Let's yeah. wrap it up here. Uh, <laughs> um, my favorite. I mean, favorite is is a tough word because it, it's more the the whole series has a has a feel to it and it leaves you like feeling a certain way. But in terms of acting and a and a, and a particular scene, uh, it's the counselling scene with um, yeah. Paul as well that that comes close to the end of the series, um, which really elevated for me watching it. Elevated him as well you know in terms of his acting but is there a particular favorite you know scene or moment not in terms of filming it but when you're watching it for you that you're like I'm right in it well I love that scene as well I think Hetty did an incredible job with it I mean uh, and uh, and both actors were amazing and Paul in particular just absolutely went for it and it's an important thing to see on on screen as well for young men I think you know to to recognize that that sort of vulnerability is possible and and can be expressed. For me, I think there's a scene in episode five where um, they've met each other again in college. They're officially friends, but she's still she's going out with Gareth, and um, they stood they're studying in her house, and he apologizes for how he treated her in college. And it's a long scene. And it's really simple and it's really still and. It's just there's a level of of um, kind of authenticity to the performances in it, and a sense of kind of I don't know. There's just such energy and such kind of um, intimacy in it that 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 I find that that's beautiful. And it's the closest to me to to how I imagined the series when I was thinking about it in advance. I obviously loved all your episodes as well. Just to put that on the record, I, I didn't mean very, to pick a I'm favorite secure. moment from. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm I'm very secure, Owen, in my in my work. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. The um, I know people are talking about second series, this second series, that, and there's you know headlines, but you know, as a as a creative, you know, as somebody who actually makes these things, is a second series, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? But is it something that you think you might want at some point? Well, it's funny. We never really talked about. You know, in the whole over the course of doing it, we never talked about a second series because we always felt like the book ends where it does for a reason. It is open ended and it is, but in a way, Sally has said the important things that she wants to say successfully in the course of that story. So I can't imagine, I don't think any of us ever really thought about a story which followed directly on from the end of season one, if that's what it is. However, there's a sort of niggling thought that we've all played with and who knows, like what would it be like to revisit them in five years or 10 years? You know, because the characters are so well-defined and because they, uh, they sort of exist for a lot of people, it's so rare to have that thing to play with and to have those very securely um, grounded characters. Um, and it's an opportunity that therefore doesn't come along very often where you could look at a sort of, you know, pick another point in their lives and sort of triangulate a sense of them fully, you know, over the course of a period of time. Um, so I think 
who knows but if if everybody was up for that in a few years time i i'm sure i'm sure that would be an amazing thing to try and do well it works for richard linklater with uh you know in terms of the, the exactly. that that's a perfect kind of examination of exactly. the journey of a relationship so yeah no that, that would be wonderful um, so, and I, I do the 10 year reunion i don't know the 20 year no i could probably still do that but after that i'd sort of i'd have to ha- i'd have to hand it over yeah connell's yeah. back coaching his local gaa club so exactly. he is that's, that's, that's where he is yeah <laughs> exactly um i don't want to keep you too much longer i, I know you, you need to get going um but just to 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 quickly kind of finish up um Aside from normal things and the exciting, or sorry, normal people and the exciting things that will be happening with the cast uh, from here, because I'm sure they'll be inundated, no shortage of, of offers to work on things. Um, one of the things that keeps popping up in, in different places is, do you think uh, Paul could potentially make a good James Bond? I actually do. I mean, whether whether he'd want to or not, um, or whether they'd want, you know, think of him at some point, I think he'd need to be a bit older. They tend to be... But I think, yeah, he's got that, he's got that kind of masculinity that Bond needs to have, and and he's a and he's fit and he's charismatic. Yeah, oh, I would love that. I mean, that would be just great. <laughs> that would really, really please me. I have to say. Yeah, I can see you've got like a, a, a giddy smile on your on your oh, face yeah. there. Um, um, and then in terms of yourself, um, I know that the future of filmmaking, TV series making, any kind of, um, I don't know how socially distant sets could even operate, you know, especially if there's a series like this, intimacy, you know, how, how does that work? But um, where do you see that kind of going for yourself and, and what is next for yourself in terms of um, what you would like to work on? Because I'm sure <laughs> things have yeah. changed possibly. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's funny if it's still, there's still the same projects that I was wanting. I mean, it's always been like that for me. I've never sort of, like after Room, I didn't sort of go and grab the biggest thing that I could get. Not because I'm sort of such a wonderful and, you know, um, I don't know, uh, unworldly type. It's more just I know what I'm interested in and what I'm good at, I think. Um, This time, it's really hard to know because like nobody knows when it's going to be safe to shoot again. Nobody, I mean, whether safe is one thing, impossible is another. We don't know about insurance. We don't know about, you know, you can socially distance, I don't know, to some extent, but I don't know what a shoot would look like that obeyed those rules strictly. And you obviously, the people in front of the camera, unless you're telling a story about people who are socially distancing, it's impossible, I think, to do that. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know when, but as soon as it does, the I'm I'm doing as I couldn't resist it. Um, I'm going to do conversations with friends as a TV, which is Sally's first novel. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yard. That's yeah, I am doing it, and it's with, you are going to do that. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. with Element, and it's with Alice Birch, who was the um, other main writer with Sally on Normal People, and it's a really fascinating book, and um, and I really enjoyed this, so I just. I just feel like I want to do that. That's one thing. And then I've got a couple of feature projects, one about a famous boxer called Emil Griffith um, from uh, the like 60s, 70s in New York, um, which would be an amazing thing to do. But obviously that would be, an ex- you know, that's big and crowds and all sorts of stuff and very hard to handle now. So, um, and I'm working on a project with uh, Mark O'Halloran again, who I did Adam and Paul and Garage with on Prosperity, which is set in the west of Ireland, based somewhat on his own childhood, um, which we've been talking about for a long time and is shaping up really well. 
but like I say, I'm just really glad we got this one out because, you know, we were close to not getting it out. We were, you know, probably a couple of weeks uh, longer and we might not have been able to finish. So yeah, well, well, the, the, really we got to do that. Yeah, the timing has worked absolutely uh, perfectly for it. So if there ever is another season, I don't know, fingers crossed for another pandemic. Well, hopefully. Yeah. hopefully. <laughs> Some other maybe minor weather event or something that isn't quite as disastrous. <laughs> keep, keep people indoors. Keep people indoors, exactly. Well, listen, Lenny, as ever, uh, it's a pleasure. Huge congratulations again. Thank and uh, and thank you for, for taking the time uh, to speak about it. Um, yeah, we look forward to all those other projects and just re-watching normal people, basically. But thank you. Thanks so much. India, hello. It's lovely to talk to you today. Thanks for joining you us. Thank you, Owen. A pleasure. Um, firstly, how are you? Like you're in, obviously in lockdown. Are you losing the will to live yet? Or are you, you're all good? You're coping? I'm, I think I'm coping pretty well. Yeah. I'm kind of now living vicariously through, through the screens and the online interactions, <laughs> both from the show and my friends and family. But, um, but yeah, I'm kind of doing okay. I'm, there's something nice about everyone slowing down and pace and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's quite, it's, it's all right. Not too bad. Definitely. Lovely I'd say healthy. those screens, um, your your phone, like the notifications on your phone are probably through the roof at the minute. Or, or do you have like alerts for like, I don't know, I'll just set up an alert for normal people and see what happens. And then it's just like a deluge <laughs> of uh, stuff from all over the world. How, how has it been kind it's, of? Yeah, it's been, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's just so lovely. It's like, in a way, it kind of feels like every day is your birthday in terms of like, you know, the way you get loads of messages on your birthday, and you're like, ah, that lovely person I haven't spoken to in ages. And um, but that kind of happens every day, and um, because people are watching it at different uh, paces, and and um, it's always a lovely surprise to get messages from people. So yeah, it's been lovely. But um, I'm I'm not very savvy, as I was telling you, with um, tech and social media. So it's it's been like a really compressed learning curve in terms yeah, of well, I, I like your 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 tangled earphones. I mean, inevitably that's going to become like Connell's chain or something. That'll be like a fashion statement. <laughs> essentially yeah, everyone will do it's that. like if people will be like that's so retro i i don't actually have i don't own earpods i wouldn't <laughs> do them so One dream of it um, yeah i'm just gonna pretend it's it's a choice it's vintage uh in terms of you and your character because obviously uh you appear like you know uh not immediately at the start but then you kind of have this presence um throughout as well can you just tell us a wee bit of background about uh your character peggy and why you were like okay I'm going in for that part and I'm perfect for this part because, um, yeah. So what, what was it about her that you loved? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was a huge fan of the book, like most people that read it. And, um, I just found that like across the board, the way that, um, Sally writes characters is so detailed. So, um, like it's very much Connell and Marianne's story, but even all of the characters of color, their world just seemed to have so much kind of detail and nuance to them. Um, so, so, yeah, there was just so many characters that I thought were really interesting. Um, and then in terms of Peggy, she, when I even read the book, kind of stood out to me because I was like, oh, she's fascinating because she's quite manipulative and um, I think has like a certain kind of darkness, but is ultimately quite buoyant and playful. So, um, so yeah, I just thought that was that was a really interesting kind of dichotomy, I guess. And yeah, and just even her relationship with Marianne, it's it's an interesting one, that thing of like coming into college and meeting a whole new set of people and everybody's kind of playing around with who they want to be or where their new niche is. And yeah, I think I think ultimately all of Sally's characters 
there's a whole lot of insecurity under the surface and it's kind of what drives their decisions be them good or bad ones <laughs> and uh so yeah with Peggy there's there's a lot of, of her that I just think is is very fun and and yeah, what's what's the secret to playing somebody like that? As you said, uh, she does have that mix of being, oh, you're you're conniving away here, essentially. But then also, yeah. like you know, really good fun as well. I know it's a really funny thing because, like, ultimately, I think in life we're kind of drawn to characters that are colourful, whether it's like a positive thing or or potentially harmful. But um, but yeah, I I think. I don't know. For me, for me, the interesting thing when I watch anything or when I read anything, um. And something that obviously, again, Sally and Alice Birch and Marco Rowe, who wrote the scripts, do so well is no character is ever just pure bad or, or you know, pure good. And for me, like, especially with characters that can potentially go too far into the, like, nasty side, I never, like, if I can't see a human in there and, and kind of to some extent, you know, be curious about why they're wired that way, um, then it's less interesting. But with with this story and with these scripts, and um, even off the page, like she's just so, I just, I just found her really fun in terms of um, where the kind of line was between playful and ultimately manipulative or, um, or kind of conniving, as you say. So, so yeah, I guess I think it's just about being playful and kind of looking at them as a human, as opposed to this kind of like evil presence. Because <laughs> um, yeah, all people have their flaws that come from somewhere. So, India, I was wondering, I'm not sure if you knew Daisy and Paul before filming Normal People, um, but what was it like kind of seeing the two of them together? I'm not sure whether it was a table read or part of the audition process, but that first moment that you saw the two of those, those two characters coming together. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't know Daisy at all. I only met her on set, actually, for the first time. And Paul, I knew only very, like a small bit from, we had lots of mutual friends in Dublin. Um, and yeah, so my, my first day on set was actually with Elliot Salt, who plays Joanna and Daisy. And um, yeah, Daisy is obviously just incredibly talented, but she has such a warmth to her. And the both of them actually, anytime I was on set with both of them, they just like beyond their characters as people, they were just so inclusive of everyone. And I think like between Element and Lenny and the way they kind of set up the team, everybody was just really close and um, got on really well. And then definitely Paul and Daisy being at the helm was just like such a joy and a privilege for everyone because they're just both such lovely people and they were really, yeah, they just made it so easy and so inclusive. Like no matter how long or short you were in for it, they, they just made it like such a joy and, and made you feel so involved. So, um, and yeah, and they and they are obviously such pals. So, so yeah, it was just infectious, like the joy on set. Have you been talking to uh, Paul since, like, kind of <laughs> the world has... Not, the world has obviously fallen in love with the show and with both of them, but there's something about the reaction to Paul, I think, as Irish people as well. We're just like, what's what's going on here? This is actually insane. Like, being yeah. the most searched person on the internet last week is incredible. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's I Like, I've chatted to him lots. Where I'm in touch with, like, most of them like every second day or every day um and yeah and they're like Daisy and Paul are just the most down-to-earth grounded people so both of them are just like this is crazy and uh, yeah it's just so nice hearing the reactions but 
um, they're, they're, I mean, they're completely, you know, they're finding it crazy, but they're also absolute naturals. I love watching, like even the James Corden, their chemistry test is one of the most iconic <laughs> things I've seen on TV in ages. It's just brilliant. So, um, so yeah, it's like, it's quite surreal, but there's something very natural to it because they're both just so themselves and so able to handle it all. Yeah, you mentioned about being in touch with uh, with some of the others. Fionn and Des, when we were talking to them, they said everybody's together. There's one big kind of WhatsApp group as well. And people keep yes. updating it with like, did you see the Kardashians love it? Did you see Andrew Lloyd Webber got in touch with with Paul? And different kind of moments that uh, were like these incredibly famous celebrities are kind of uh, yeah. discovering the show. Was there anything in particular for you? Uh, or do you remember that kind of turning point when you realised, okay, well, this isn't just another kind of Irish TV series there's there's something special going on here yeah you know what I mean like I before it even aired I was quite aware of how special it was because all of the people involved you know like um everyone at Element like to date they I don't think they've really done any wrong every single project they do is just magic um and then having like the likes of Lenny and Hattie directing something for TV it's just it's that thing where like television has just become like a whole different beast lately in that it's so well produced there's so many filmmakers like choosing to move into tv so even before it aired I was pretty aware that it was going to be enormous but um but yeah but then in terms of the whatsapp group is so funny because like we have these intellectual moments of us all being like this is amazing like this filmmaker got in touch and then everyone's like oh my god it's Courtney Kardashian (laughs) so that's been really funny um I mean I love Richard E. Grant so all of the stuff with him, I was, I was like really buzzing about. And then, yeah, there's, there's been just, just so many moments that have been crazy. Yeah. In terms of the show itself, you mentioned Hetty there. And um, I know for Irish viewers, uh, one of the most kind of, I think, powerful moments of the entire series um, is still to come on, on TV. And it's um, Paul's counselling scene uh, mm. when it's kind of, it's, it's a very intense kind of focus scene on him. But is there, like that, that was really, um, that really stood out for me in particular, but is there any particular moment or scene from any of the characters or any of the episodes for you that you were just like, oh, that's that's incredibly special there? Yeah, absolutely. There's quite a lot. I think, um, yeah, there's so many. I mean, watching the episodes, like I, I kind of, I actually watched some of the first episodes with Paul and I was embarrassing because I was just bawling, crying at so many episodes. <laughs> and I was like, don't look at me, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, I, I had so many. I mean, I think the first time um, that both of them with the, I can't remember which episode it is, but the scene where Connell and Marianne, um, you know, are together for the first time is just so beautiful because I think it's just, it's just so intimate. And I think um, everyone involved in Eta and everyone have done such a, beautiful job I know it's getting loads of acclaim but it's just so endearing to see something so awkward and natural and um, about you know a, a first time love scene so I lo- I think that's beautiful and then yeah and then all the way to the last I mean I just I we, I weep every single time I watch the last scene every single time <laughs> and, yeah and then I have the my latest kind of thing is every time Lorraine and Connell have scenes together I cry even if it's a, a general scene in the kitchen <laughs> so I'm a mess <laughs> just an emotional mess from start to finish yeah. um you mentioned you mentioned the end in there uh what what's your take on the end and uh I can kind of get it from what you were saying there as well but because um obviously people who have watched it through it seems to be getting 
it's a talking point anyway because I loved it personally. Did you? Uh, I think it's a lovely way to to kind of finish it. And um, uh, but but what, what's your your take? Because some people are like, "What's going on?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people kind of are, um, you know, screaming at the TV, being like, "Just stay together." But for me, I love it because. The whole way through the story, it's so natural and it's so true to life. And, and you know, I think if it was wrapped up in a really kind of easy sort of bow, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same impact. And for me, I think there's something so beautiful about the fact that it's like, it's kind of seems like this moment where they acknowledge that they love each other so much and that love doesn't have to mean um, possession. And it's that thing of, I just think it's so beautiful the way they they want one another to explore what they need to explore. And it doesn't mean they won't come back together, but even if they don't, it's like that line that Daisy Marianne has where she says, um, you, you go and I'll stay and we'll be okay. Because I think that's not acknowledged enough in, in storytelling and film and TV that you're okay if the relationship doesn't, you know, work out. It's, it's, um, I just think it's way more impactful and way more, um, hopeful really. So I, I love it. Yeah. I was going to break down there for a moment again, just when you were reenacting <laughs> that, that, that very particular moment at the end, um, from chatting to, uh, Lenny, obviously everyone's dying to know, oh, will there be a second series? But do you think a second series is something that you might want, you know, in terms of like for your character as well? And Lenny had an interesting point where he was talking about maybe five years down the line or 10 years down the line. Um, but but what, what's your kind of take on that? Is that something? Oh, that's interesting. About? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to think of it in a few years. I mean, I think in well, in terms of in terms of my particular character, I think she's she's maybe somebody who's very specific to a time in your life and and to a group of people when you're exploring who your tribe are. So, and but in terms of the overall story, I mean, I I'm obviously very invested in those two characters, so like Car- Connell and Marianne. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think a few years is an interesting idea, isn't it? That it would be like some time passed and and how has that affected them individually and and as a unit so um yeah that sounds cool yeah um in terms of the reaction to the different characters uh Des is kind of like, you know, he's delighted with the reaction that Niall is now considered the soundest person in all of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Fionn is not Fionn. getting that reaction. <laughs> Fionn was Fionn was listing back some of the uh, some of the, the things that people have written, you know worse than Joffrey in Game of Thrones which is quite a oh I know and it's so funny because Fionn O'Shea and Jack Leeson are two of the kindest <laughs> people on the planet so it's it's so ironic that they play these these characters that are so disliked on TV <laughs> yeah oh, what has there been any kind of for you sitting back and with the entire normal people kind of whirlwind going on is there anything that you've seen uh, in terms of the reaction to Peggy herself because obviously you're keeping a special eye out maybe for that uh in the midst of it all and yeah you know what I mean I I actually I don't have Twitter so um I think that's a place where there's a lot of kind of commentary so I'm a lot. Slight, yeah so I'm actually slightly removed from it because unless it's shared in, in said WhatsApp group I I have no clue really other than articles or or maybe posts but um but yeah, I'm actually quite surprised by the amount of kind of positivity and love for Peggy. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people kind of are like, oh, we all had one of those in our group where we know somebody like that. And I, I certainly know that like, I just knew a lot of, of people like that growing up. And um, I grew up in South Dublin and it's a very, very particular culture um, and, and can be... <laughs> quite stressful so um so I just think it's cool to to play a character that a lot of people recognize and yeah you've probably yeah. met a few Peggy's in your time have you 100% yes definitely <laughs> but you're not revealing any of their real names no we'll just call definitely them Peggy's. Not. no <laughs> um and what about yourself um I don't know how it works now because people are still trying to figure out uh how we're going to film tv how we're going to film movies um and what what way that's going to go but um have any kind of uh offers or things come in or you know i'm sure there's going to be some options after starring in like you know one of the biggest global phenomenons uh of 2020 and what's next what's next for yourself um yeah as you say it's just so it's so kind of precarious and unpredictable in terms of stuff so um i unfortunately have no information at all because um in terms of dates and things and uh, nothing is really locked down as I think a lot of people are having so unfortunately I'm very uninteresting in what I can discuss about <laughs> what's up next but yeah. um not in the new yeah. Star Wars or anything I'm not in the new Star Wars I can confirm that <laughs> okay confirm okay gotcha <laughs> um no listen that's that's brilliant um really appreciate you taking the time out uh, to talk about the show and massive congratulations oh, thank you so much uh, again it's a pleasure talking thing. to you um, yeah no the whole thing is just it's it's mental it's absolutely it's crazy isn't it but it's it's so brilliant as well um yeah it's lovely to see our, something irish getting kind of global acclaim it's fun like you know it's kind yeah, of success i think we can share with everyone it's fun Definitely. For once, we don't have to look for a connection to go. That's Irish. We're taking that one. Yeah, well. exactly. It's actually it's actually quite an obvious connection. Um, yeah, no, but so it is. True. It's a lovely discovery. And again, we were saying this with Lenny of um, discovery of young Irish talent like yourself, uh, like Paul and uh, and Fiona. I know Fiona's a uh, couple of movies under his belt and stuff as well. But there's this kind of mass uh, awakening of Irish talent that the whole world is kind of discovering at the one time, which is super. It's amazing, yeah. Because we just we have so many, um, we have so many people in in film, like across the board, from like writing to Susie Laval is is Irish, but she's been working way. Who and Kate McCullough, two um, female DOPs who shot it, have both been working away and doing incredible stuff. And there's just so many people, like Irish filmmakers, writers, and everything across the board. So it's really fun to to kind of get to celebrate that at home. Yeah, what's the first thing you're going to do whenever you, you're allowed to see the rest of the normal people cast again? You can all actually meet up. Oh, oh if we're allowed, if we're allowed, just hug them all. <laughs> you can't wait to just like, yeah, just hang out. Just see people not through screens. That's, it's as simple as that. That's what I'm most excited for. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be some party with um, the Kardashians are going to be there and <laughs> Richard E. Grant, just everybody, yes, one big exactly, massive party. exactly, exactly. James Corden, Richard E. Grant, everyone. All our pals, you know. <laughs> um, no, but again, thank you very much and uh, stay safe during the rest of lockdown and we look yeah. forward to seeing you in person afterwards, hopefully. Yeah, so. absolutely. Lovely to Zoom okay. meet you all. Yeah, stay cheers, safe. Andrea. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. Bye bye. Paul Maskell, the one and only. Um, thanks for joining us, first of all. My name is Owen, no. by the way. It's, it's, it's lovely to meet you. Um, no, thank you for having me. <laughs> Firstly, congratulations uh, on the success of the show, Normal People. Um, you know the name of the show. You don't need me to tell you. I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first question, what's the name of the show you're in? 
Um, normal people. But, no, <laughs> correct. Um, no, but massive congratulations on that. How, how are you this week? Because it's been, uh, it probably seems like a distant memory when the whole thing kicked off. Uh, a bit of a whirlwind is somewhat of a, an understatement, but uh, mm-hmm. how are you right now in this moment in time, whatever month we're in? It, yeah, it, it feels like both incredibly distant and also re- really recent. So it's a, it is kind of something that does require a little bit of adaptation and getting used to. But uh, I'm surrounded by good people, and yeah, it's just about day by day kind of. It, it's nuts. It's it's madness. Yeah, yeah, surrounded by good people and paparazzi probably as well. Every yeah, time yeah. you try and leave the house, they're like your yeah. new friends, and you're like, please, please go away and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It's odd when banal kind of trips to the shop and trips to get coffee are uh, suddenly, uh, and it's not that I think that they are, but when people deem them to be important things worth photographing, um, but that's totally out of my control and is a bit weird. Yeah, I've been wearing O'Neill's short shorts for years, and no one's ever taken any pictures of me that I'm aware of, and it certainly didn't get any kind of reaction like that. So, as you said, it's it's very strange to think like, well, I'm just going to wake up, throw these clothes on, and walk to the shops, and then suddenly there's this entire kind of reaction to everything. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I just find it quite fickle in the sense that, like, as you said, nobody was taking p- pictures of me before wearing wearing Gaelic football shorts, and for good reason. They're Gaelic football shorts. They're casual attire. They're not. I'm not trying to make a, a statement by wearing them, but I, I suppose that's just what happens when there's a bit of a transition into kind of a public setting. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I presume O'Neills are going to be in touch and just send you a lifetime supply of of short shorts at this point. I yeah. I <laughs> you can never have enough Gaelic football shorts in my opinion. <laughs> stitch them together to make long enough ones then basically exactly that's that's the plan that's the grand plan (laughs) um so we've been fortunate enough to chat to some of your wonderful co-stars uh india fion and desmond and also lenny abramson uh who again as you're well aware uh was heavily involved in normal people but um we were kind of chatting to them about a couple of different things about like their favorite moments from throughout the series this is essentially, we're presuming that everybody, the entire world has watched the show at this point. So now that people have had a chance to see it start to finish, including in Ireland, um, looking back on it, is there a particular scene uh, that is a favourite for you? You may not even have been in it because a lot of them, they had key moments um, that even their own characters weren't involved in. But is there anything that stands out for you when you were watching it back? Did you're like, wow, that's even more powerful than I was expecting? Yeah, the, it's 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 weird because there's obviously moments when you're on set and your feel the feeling of shooting it versus the feeling of watching them are incredibly different experiences. Um, I think like I have like massively fond memories of kind of even meeting Lenny at like callbacks and then kind of getting to know Lenny and Daisy Pradot, like and Hetty as the, like they're the people that you're working closest with throughout the shoot so a lot of them are kind of personal like relation like making amazing personal relationships um, and in terms of scenes in the show there's a scene that I, I think I believe is is Lenny's favorite scene and having watched the show now kind of without the anxiety of wondering whether people are going to think it's good it kind of eases that pressure of watching but I, there's a scene in F5 when uh, Marianne McConnell who we know don't typically communicated effectively all the time but there's that lovely scene where 
they have the discussion about Connell not asking Marianne to the Debs. And I think for me, it's incredibly written. It's beautifully directed. And it's a scene that I can kind of sit back and watch Daisy's performance, which is stunning throughout the whole show and in particular in that scene. And it's just a scene that I think is really captures the characters. And if you could pick one scene that kind of epitomizes why they love each other and all the difficulties that exist within the relationship, I, I pick that scene. This one I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm proud of loads of scenes in it because I think they're scenes that typically you don't get to see in television. They're long six, seven, eight page scenes that really trust the actors in it. And, um, yeah, it's really satisfying to see those kind of long run back. Yeah, you're spot on. Lenny picked that exact moment out as yeah. his most as his favorite one. You're like Mister and Mrs. If you ever need to do questions uh, on each other, <laughs> full marks. Yeah, he, he's in my ear here telling me to say Don't answer that one. <laughs> but um, the other thing that we were chatting to them all about was, uh, you know, not whether or not there might be a second series, but would it be something that they as kind of as actors as creators that would they want to see it and then he had a lovely suggestion um in the kind of the richard linklater way of like let's revisit in five years ten years something yeah. like that potentially mm-hmm. and again the others were kind of like well if it was something like that there's definitely potentially yeah. an opportunity there but but what what about yourself where, where do you stand on that yeah because like the, the great thing about this is i can't get in trouble for things that i said because ultimately i have no creative input and like i don't decide whether it goes or doesn't and i think it would be, I'd be lying if I said that it's it's a character that I don't absolutely love. And I, I think there's still, I imagine that Connell's going to have a very full, very interesting life, as is Marianne. But, I, but I, I do agree with kind of Lenny's idea that it's something that I, I think if you were to ever revisit it, you've got to let them grow up a little bit. You've got to let them enter a different phase of their life because Sally chose to end the book at that moment for a specific reason. So I, I think, um, yeah, let let them grow up a little bit. And if, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because I do feel like the series in itself, as much as it's open, it does feel like there's a finality to it as well. Oh, my God. I can't believe season two has definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Straight from the horse's mouth. I was wondering, my friends and I, because everybody, friends, family, is, is obviously talking about it, which is brilliant uh, mm-hmm. to, to see for, for such a an Irish production as well. But um, <laughs> one of my friends made the observation that um, in every group of friends, when you're growing up and you're at school, there's like there's always like, a golden kid like in your group he's the best looking he's great at sport he's great I'm wondering like obviously in terms of you growing up is there like a friend from home who's maybe if it wasn't you is there like another friend from home who was like wait that was me in that group and now the whole world <laughs> loves Paul what's going on I don't know it's a, I, I think what's interesting about this show is it's about perspective like everybody within a group will always view somebody else as the center or they'll view somebody else as the outcast but every everybody i think what's interesting about it is that like sally doesn't decide these things it's like she just allows these friendship circles and these identities to exist and identities are this is going like deep but it's like identities are totally um like decided by perspective and that's what's interesting about a show like this is everybody's perspective is slightly different so yeah it's 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 um I have tons of people in my life that I definitely, from my own personal life, that I recognize in other characters in the show. 
uh, one of the the big achievements that we said to Lenny and that he he was uh, he was chatting about as well was he just never knew as because obviously he's he's from Dublin as well but he had no idea the West of Ireland accent could be so sexy or considered <laughs> sexy throughout the world as well as <laughs> as that kind of taken you by surprise as well. It, there's no algorithm as to what sexy is. It's like decided by circumstance and what I, I think if Connell or Marianne or or anybody was an absolute asshole or like a terrible human being, you're not going to find those people sexy. So again, it's it's to do with perspective. It's it's to do with the kind of framing of the story. So um, yeah, yeah. Perspective. I keep saying that word a lot. It's so, grand. We're we're going to play yeah. perspective bingo afterwards. It's great. Like, oh, my <laughs> favorite perspective my favorite game. game. Yeah. Um. And just before you go, I'm sure you you'll be inundated with offers. I'm sure, or maybe you have already. Um. I'm sure your agents, your team of agents, are working overtime. Um. But uh, have you anything exciting potentially coming up? Or are you just like lucky, looking forward to getting out of your flat and going home to see your family, basically? Yeah, prob- probably a bit of both. I am looking forward to going home, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, there is some things kind of bubbling away, but it's it's impossible to tell given the current kind of climate in the world. It just n- nobody knows when productions are going to open up again, but hopefully when they do, I'll uh, be able to jump on something when that happens. Okay, excellent. We look forward to you like in the next Marvel uh superhero role <laughs> or something straight 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 ended the last thing yeah. was just um a lot of people are upset with mescal's muscles at the minute i don't know if you've heard about I this but like any, any lockdown workout you've been obviously been out for runs and things like that but any tips for just keeping in shape when you're locked inside um mescal muscles it's it's one of your new projects but it's way. one of my new projects yeah it's a it, it's a part, paid partnership with a with a gym brand but uh no um it's i, I don't know exercise and try to eat well not that I like live to those things religiously but uh I think I do think exercising at a time like this when it is pretty stressful is uh it's a good uh release of serotonin and, and serotonin is always a good thing okay good stuff well listen Paul thanks a million for taking the time to chat this again uh Ireland uh will roll out the red carpet whenever you you do eventually make it home anyway but massive <laughs> congratulations again on the show all right thank you very much still here hopefully you are uh thanks a million for for staying with us the whole way through that i'm not actually sure how long that was is it three days later since uh those interviews uh actually started i want to say a big thank you to fionn and desmond and lenny and india and paul uh for taking part in our big review ski normal people spoiler special you can also see all those interviews they're up online on the Joe YouTube as well. And if you like what you hear, we have loads of other interviews with loads of famous people and just really, really sound people as well. Um, you can check them all out on the Big Review Ski. So do please subscribe or leave a comment uh, and a rating. Again, only do it if, if you're going to be nice about it. If you're not going to be nice, well, then you can fuck off. All right? No, that's too angry. You can just politely, politely leave, which is exactly what I'm going to do. I'll see you later. Bye.